0: Ever so ladies and gentlemen, Jess is about to come on and talk about how to succeed by being you. So if you want to just dive into this this powerful 2020, just owning who you are, your gifts, you definitely want to stay tuned to this interview. It's going to be powerful. This woman is doing some amazing things in the world of um, literature, as well as having multiple, multiple experiences, lo- lots of experience with the radio platform and her voice. And it's going to be a lot of fun to talk to another fellow host. So definitely stay tuned. Before we dive into that, I'm talking to you because you're becoming your greatest possible self. So thank you for being here. Thank you for choosing to be your GPS and show up with us. And it is January 1st at the time of this recording. So happy new year. And thank you so much for tuning in. Let's make it the best year ever. And stay tuned to these 12-hour live streams. Stay tuned to the sources of inspiration for you, whether that's tuning into Jess's shows, whether it's tuning into this show or other shows, coaches, going to live events, meeting people, and surrounding yourself with epic people. Stay plugged in that's how you continue to grow and feed yourself and nourish your soul so you can be your gps i'm going to read the itunes review of the week next let's see who it's by this week put it up on screen it is pete and Merritt who say awesome fantastic content from experts about what it really takes to live a full passion and purpose-driven life thank you chris for all this fabulous work pete and Merritt, thank you so much I appreciate that review, and if you want to give us a review as well, get a chance to get shouted out on a future 12-hour live stream, go to beergps.com forward slash iTunes, or search greatest possible self on the Apple Podcast Store, and you can find us there and give us a review. Thank you in advance for doing that. I love it when I get to see what you think of the show, what you want to see improvements on, what you want to see more of, and how we can make it even better for you. So thank you, thank you, thank you for doing that. I'm going to read Jess's intro in just a second here. Before that, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes, be ready to take action on these ideas of how you can really just embody being you. Some of it might be unlearning stuff that you've picked up, some some of it might be new things that you're hearing for the first time, but whatever the case might be, stay tuned till the end of the interview because one of these ideas has the power to change everything for you. So let's read Jess's intro and then we'll bring her on. Jess Brownison. Originally, a dating strategist is a two-times best-selling author and radio personality who focuses on LGBTQ community. As the founder and CEO of Brannis Enterprises and the Be The Voice podcast network, she first gained worldwide status with the release of her first book, Seeking Her Knowing You, in 2014. With the release of her best-selling book, Zero to 90, in 2016, she highlighted the first 90 days of dating and became an Amazon new hot release author. Previously heard as the dating expert for Lesbi Real Radio Talk, Jess is also the creator and the host of the blog and podcast, Drinks with Jess. She is bringing the LGBTQ community and its allies to the same table to initiate unity while discussing, discussing positive missions that guests create and support. In 2014, Jess was named one of the 100 empowering women in the world featured in the international bestseller trilogy Common Threads by Dr. Shelley Hipsky. Most recently, she was fortunate to be listed as one of the 47 boldest women in the world in the next bold move by international bestselling author Tara Flores Sloan. And We're going to have such a powerful interview, but make sure you stay tuned because this is just the beginning. Jess, are you ready to rock the house, Superwoman?
1: I am ready, Chris. All
0: right. Yes. I love it. Let's do it. We're now live on Become Your Greatest Possible Self. Thank you for being here. and We're going to dive right into the theme of the day, Jess, and that is 2020, New Year, New Decade. What does that mean for you?
1: I, you know what? I have no idea yet. We're gonna find out. You know, I, I like surprises, Chris. I, yeah. I, you know what? I'm. I very rarely say no to anything. You know, every opportunity has a chance for you to learn something, to yeah. succeed at something, and even to fail at something, which I, I think we don't put enough emphasis on because failure is good. You know, um, I wish all the the kids in the younger generation who are afraid to fail and. Have, anxiety, realize that failure is actually a good stepping stone to success,
2: mm.
1: you know? So hopefully I will succeed and fail all at the same time this year. Well,
0: I, I love it because <laughs> you're, the intention is to succeed, but you're open to learn and to fail and to grow through whatever it is that you experience. Cause that's, that's like a part of the process. If we don't go, if we, if we are avert, averted to failure, for avert, a, a fearing failure, then we will never be able to experience that great success. So I love that in this new decade, in this new year, you're open. You're like, hey, life, bring what you got. I'm going to show up and, and give my best and just keep, keep taking one step at a time. That's the name of the game.
1: Absolutely. Like, I, I totally believe that we actually fear the known. Mm. You know, we fear what we already know. So we know what it feels like to fail, uh, what others, you know, tell us about failure. And, I, you know, if we kind of, cut that out of the way, and there's nothing to be afraid of because everything in the future is unknown.
0: I love it. I love it, Jess. So tell our audience a little bit more about the, the books that you've written, the shows <laughs> that you host. You're doing a lot of different things. Tell us about what you're up to these days.
1: Uh, well, let's see. I probably work about eighteen hours a day. You are, uh, you are just
0: intense. I love it. <laughs> I, I,
1: I'm, I'm trying, and in fact, I have to get the the third book on its way um, at, at one of these days. Um, but my first two books really concentrated on knowing yourself and building your roadmap to seek the type of relationship and the type of person that you want. Mm. Um, I, I, you know, many of us go through again failed relationships. But yeah. That's not necessarily a bad thing if you take a look back to see why Mm. you chose those people or that situation, what your situation is that you want. And at the same time, you know, being able to forgive Mm. the past and really decide that you are responsible for every successful and failed relationship. Mm. You have an accountability. It does take two. So, you know, I went through a long process of um, actually after uh, the end of a relationship, I went through probably a four or five-year process mm. where I did a lot of self-exploration, a lot of um, psychological and behavioral studies um, to create the first book, Seeking Her Knowing You. And, and it's great because at the end, it's really the person that you're seeking is you, mm. first and foremost. So then the second book, Zero to 90, goes into that first 90 days of dating only because in our community, people seem to jump very quickly mm. but and they lose themselves. And the only way to have a a strong foundation of a balanced relationship is to be balanced in yourself and not give that part of you up.
0: Yeah. I I love that. It's like... Knowing, knowing what your values are first because when you're saying, hey, this is what I want and especially having a, a healthy relationship to this is what I don't want rather than fearing bringing that stuff from the past or like hating it or having toxic energy from mm-hmm. things in the past because if you, if you keep holding on to that, that'll keep showing up in whatever the relationships are that someone might be attracting. So to know clearly what you want but also have, have a healthy relationship to what you don't want like when you're when you clear on both of those then you're like cool I'm, I'm good I don't need anyone outside of me to complete me I'm good as I am I'm gonna live an amazing life even if I live single to the rest of my life because I, I love me I'm happy with me I'm grateful just to be me and then everything on top of that is is icing on the cake
1: and it, you know it's really great about it and I didn't realize it at the time when I was writing the books but later on because not just people in the LGBT but you know, across the board worldwide, people were reading my books. And what I discovered from their responses was the fact the practices and the the theories worked within business, within family relationships. I mean, so it really does round out you know, who you are and what you want, just in general, in your entire life.
2: Yeah.
0: And I I hear that. I hear that relationships was the reason why you went to study, but you saw the benefits and the fruits of that studying in in every area of life. So Jess, I want to go back and hear a little bit more about your journey and, and like, what was that like? Like, how did you, how did you become a a voice personality, so to speak, and and having (laughs) all these shows and writing books and all this great stuff? How How did it unfold for you?
1: Uh, well it didn't unfold until I was in my in my thirties mm-hmm. um, but before that, I actually did not like speaking in public at all. You know, I was one of the kids who had stage fright. I mean, I could dance on stage, but if you try and get me to talk or say a line, I was not <laughs> that child. um I was like that in school, I was quiet, but I was always you know going and doing my thing you know without without any fear so uh once i I became older, I was a professional dancer for a while. So I had to start doing interviews and some public speaking. And then after that career ended, I became a teacher. And what better way to learn how to speak in front of people is to teach. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did that for about 15 years at the same time my, my first book was released. Um, I actually had gone through cancer at 35. And after I came out of that surgery, I realized this is my time now. Mm-hmm. Like enough of the fear. I've already gone through the the worst fear that I could have at this point in my life. There's nothing to fear now. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I I started writing the book. I started promoting the book. I ended up being a guest on a radio show who asked me to stay on full time with them. Um, and it just went from there.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then I fell in love with, with podcasting. Um, the show Drinks with Jess actually started as a blog. Um, and then I would uh, meet my friend Eric out. Uh, you know, for happy hour. And we would have these crazy conversations about anything and everything. And this is when Twitter started getting big. So he would tweet out, because I was not technologically advanced at that point, um, you know, having drinks with Jess, you know, here's our our conversation. And people actually wanted to start coming out to join the conversation. So because of that, I was like, "I I gotta make this a show. Like, this is great. And this is when podcasting first got on the scene. So I was one of the first in my community to be doing this and creating the show which ended up becoming the base of the formation for my entire podcast company and media network.
0: Wow. You know, bringing so,
1: everybody together like they're at the table with you.
0: This is this is so great. I want to go back before we get into the building the company cuz I think that is something a lot of people are searching for today is that that spark of hey my life matters. I better be a little bit more urgent and be a little bit more bold and courageous or a lot more on my dreams and my goals. If, if someone hasn't yet had an experience like a near near death experience or something that is traumatizing to them, what do you recommend to those people to find that sense of urgency and that motivation to,
1: to go after their dreams? Well, I, I think it takes a lot of, of self-reflection, but I think it also takes a lot of confidence. Mm. And sometimes people don't look at the things that they have accomplished and use that as that fire of confidence. Like, Hey, I did this. I can do that. You know, and it's really nice if you do take a look back at those things, whether it's, you know, I could go back to grad school. I got an A in the hardest class in high school. Like I can, I can start doing little things to propel myself and build that confidence when finally you're getting to a point where it's like, yeah, I'll try that too. Yeah, I'll try that too. I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen? You know, we have one life and one life only. So at the end of the day, people aren't going to look back and say, oh, well, you know, she sounded pretty stupid on that interview or, (laughs) you know, her network didn't do well or they're not going to look at that. They're going to look at the person that you are and how they, they were impacted by you. So if you can keep that in your head, there's no reason not to just jump in.
0: Uh, I've, I've heard my girlfriend say, "Will this be important in five years? Something that is is uh, a difficult moment for us. If we look back in five years. Is this going to matter? Is this really yeah. going to be even important? Most mm-hmm. likely, it's not. Most likely, it's just a blip on the radar, and it's just a, a speed bump that you get to get over. But in five right. years, like you'll be a completely different person with with like all this." Uh, that you've accomplished and this small difficulty won't matter that much. And Mm -hmm. I love what you said about looking at the track record of what we've accomplished. And I know for me, when I was like 21, 22 years old as a, as a millennial wanting to be super successful in business, I had like zero self-esteem. And I think one of the biggest things that would have helped me back then is to simply look at my accomplishments, look at what I've done, look at even things that wouldn't Necessarily translate to business success, like playing lots of video games, you know, playing years and years and years, but to look at that and be proud of it regardless and to say, that is what I've accomplished. If I can do that, I can do anything. It's like if I can do X, whatever X is, if it's going on a walk once a day, if it's taking care of your loved ones, if it's you know being in a sport or whatever it might be, playing music, whatever it is. If I can do that, then I can do whatever it is the goal is that we're setting our minds to. And it's like just to keep telling ourselves that story on repeat so it becomes our truth and we have that confidence.
1: Oh, absolutely. And you know what? I'll tell you something. When I was I was a teacher for 15 years and a college professor, and I would say to my students all the time, I was like, what grade on this, any test that you take in my class is going to impact you in five years?
2: Mm. None
1: it's not going to be a yay or nay to a job. It's not going to be a yay or nay to, you know, whatever your financial plan is. I'm like, it's just a test of, did you study? Do you know the content? That's it. I said, it has no bearing on your life whatsoever. And, And I think that's why my students were very, you know, not only personal with me, but at the same time, they were never afraid when they walked in my class. And I always came in just as me. I came in in a black t-shirt and jeans, even though that was frowned upon. But that was me. But the kids responded to that, you know, because I understood them. I met them where they are. Mm. I didn't make me where I was.
0: Yeah, and also you, you said, hey, this is me. I'm not afraid to be me. So whoever you are, let's figure out who that is. Let's let's discover. Let's like this is me. I've I've learned over the years that this is what I like. It's what I prefer. It's what I value. This is who I am how about you? Let's let's play with that. Let's explore. Let's discover. And it, it creates a safe space where they can show up however they are.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: That's, that's so awesome. I think that's, you know, for you and the LGBTQ community, like that sense of being open and accepting to everyone, mm-hmm. whoever you are, however you are, whatever your beliefs are, whatever your preferences are, however you choose to show up, like I welcome you. And I love that you mm-hmm. do that to this table, so to speak, this metaphorical table so that anyone can bring their, their, their issues, their challenges, their dreams, their desires, their, their goals. Um, mm-hmm. was that a priority for you when you were in the the teaching career or did that evolve over time?
1: Um, you know what, I, I guess it was always there. Um, I didn't become a teacher till later on. Like mm-hmm. I was, I guess I was maybe 27 or so when I became a teacher. Um, it was not something that I wanted to do at all. Um, especially being a germaphobe, not filled <laughs> with like, you know, 30 kids touching everything. But um, no, you know what? I, many kids, no matter whether they're in the LGBT or not, mm-hmm. they oftentimes don't have support or their family's not accepting of either their choices or their lifestyle or what sport they want to play or what subject they want to study. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to be raised in a very good and supportive household. And family in general, and it was like you know if if you don't feel like you have anybody, you damn well have me
2: mm.
1: like that's and and that 's how that opened up now, was I always geared towards towards the LGBT community? I think being a role model for our community is wonderful, but i 'm open to everybody mm. i don 't care what you are if I being a part of the community is probably the least interesting thing about me mm. you know if mm. I think about it, so you know, I allow myself to allow others, whether they want to ask me questions or or not, you know, I allow them to see me as a human being. You know, I go to all different places. I, I, you know, take all different trips. I walk into different restaurants. And in our community, people contain themselves in a box. They can Mm. only go to an LGBT friendly place or they only feel comfortable in certain cities. I'm not like that at all. Mm. I just figured if people don't like me, they don't have to talk to me. That's it. it. You know, and it's not going (laughs) to, as long as there's good music and good food, I I don't care who's there and I don't care what establishment it is. As long as I'm enjoying myself, you know, that's all there is. And it's been proven um, very successful Mm. as far as opening up people's minds because they see past their preconceived notions of me and get to know me as a person.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I think that's, that's so powerful and I want to like really circle it around for our listeners and people who are tuning in because today's theme is just be be successful by being you. That's all you have to do is is be you and just you are first being great with yourself and loving yourself and appreciating yourself and knowing what you value and what you like starting with what you wear that's something so simple right like hey, this oh, is what yeah. i to wear right <laughs> and then as you move through you're like hey these are the the people who I want to support but that's not a it's not, it doesn't define you it's just a a avenue it's just a aspect of your life and a cause and a community that you say, Hey, I want to, I want to bring my energy to this community and support you, but I'm going to be me like wherever I go, whether it's with mm-hmm. kids, whether it's in public, whether it's in these communities, whether it's um, on your shows, you're going to bring you and this openness and accepting and like kind of loving nature of you to wherever mm-hmm. you go. And I think that that's just you
1: everywhere by being you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and, and once you, you know, whether you want to be successful in life or love or business, Mm. you know, that, that true success comes from being yourself and seeing that progression. Right. And, and sometimes that's, that's the, the all that success can mean for Mm. you to evolve and see how well you progress at the things that you enjoy. It doesn't mean becoming a millionaire. It doesn't mean Mm. having a huge corporation. It can just mean the, success in finally getting to be you yeah
0: i love it and i i've languaged that as well by saying whatever is my highest and best good in this moment like whatever whatever is in the highest best good for me and for everyone else around me show me universe god source creator whatever it is like just show me those next steps and i will show up and do my best maybe my desire is to be a millionaire and I'm going to keep working for that as long as I say that that's valuable and over time I'm going to be willing for that to evolve maybe that's not so much of a priority when I'm you know really caring about my family and just making sure they have a good living is is the the grind or the sacrifice or giving up to get to that business goal is that the most important thing or do my priorities evolve knowing who I am what's important to me I want to be a great dad I want to have that time and energy with my family so everyone's priorities are different and I think we we're just we constantly get to be in that exploration that wonder that play of hey what is my highest and best good coming into 2020 this is a brand new year, brand new decade. Like, what do I want to create? And I love how you started off with just like, I'm open, I'm open, bring it on.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I I love how you say create because that's Mm -hmm. essentially everything that I do, whether it's writing books or, um, you know, developing a new show for the network or even, um, changing my show up, you know, I, I can't stay stagnant. I am in that constant need of creation. And I, you know, I think that's what we were all born to do. We we're all born to create things, and of course, we're going to love what what we succeeded creating. Uh, you know, it's kind of like having a child; like that's your baby. You know, you've poured all that energy into it. But at the same time, like, I mean, I remember with Drinks or You know, we were just a podcast, and fortunately, we're a very good podcast. And then it was like, okay, well. Let me, let me try and learn something different because with me being creative, I'm also learning something. So I learned, Mm. you know, how to work with graphics and broadcasting software that the news stations use. And now, you know, I have a full fledged, you know, I do every episode with video as well. Um, You know, and all other graphics um, behind it and ticker lines, but it takes a long time to learn, but it's so worth it. And it wasn't made the show better, but I was excited about it. Whether other people liked it or not, it didn't matter to me. Right. their opinion did not matter it was just that satisfaction like look how far this has come yeah. since the beginning
0: it's your it's your masterpiece right your your yeah. work is an extension of your life like hey I'm great with myself. Now, what can I go create? What can I go produce? What can I generate? What can be my masterpiece in the world? And you are inspired by those flourishes in the things that you create on your shows on, you know, just the technology or whatever it might be. And I think that's, that's the most important part is if, if you're, you're working like these 16 hour days, but when you are (laughs) fulfilled, when you're inspired, when you're having fun, when you're growing and just being you, being the best version of you, that time flies and it's, oh, it's just a joy.
1: Absolutely. I, I mean I can't believe like you know, during during the day I, I and I start early. Like I'm very impressed that you're on at, at five AM. I was up at four. <laughs> uh, doing my workout before uh before this actual interview and and I normally start my day around like three or four. Now mm. I have a lot of lack of sleep because of all the fireworks last night. Yep. But you know, <laughs> my, my dog was hiding in my bedroom closet oh my at gosh. that point that he can't fit Mine's into so big. And, uh, but you know, it's like it, you, you get to that morning and you say, okay, let's let's get it rolling. And I start right away. And before you know it, it's noon or mm. two o'clock or three o'clock or six o'clock. I mean, and and sometimes I feel like I didn't even get everything accomplished that I wanted to accomplish mm-hmm. that day. You know, I, I, get a little meticulous about things, That's right. but I enjoy every second of it, you That's
0: know? Right. Well, it's, we, we have this master list of everything, all the dreams that we want to bring to reality, especially as creators, right? We see ourselves <laughs> as creators bringing this thing to life, this, this inanimate thing, a show, a, <laughs> uh, a book, whatever <laughs> graphics. Other people might say, well, it's just, it's work. And no, we're we're like, no, we're bringing our baby to life. We're bringing this, this organism to life by supercharging it with our energy and our gifts. So I want to go back to the moment where you said, Hey, I want to create a network because you Mm -hmm. created the drinks with Jess show. How did that evolve into saying, Hey, I want to, I want to be in charge of bringing more people's voices and visions to the world.
1: Well, uh, I think it, it came in two parts. Okay. Um, first of all, kind of like we, the conversation that we just had after a while I became stagnant and I, yes, I can keep creating new things for the show, but there's a point where you want more. And what I realized was there are so many different interests that I have, and I can't always utilize that show to talk about politics all the time, or, um, even teaching people how to start their own shows and develop their own shows. You know, I am a teacher at heart even though I didn't plan on being one, I am a teacher at heart. So um, it was like, okay, well, let's let's see what we can do with this. And fortunately, I had already established uh, the parent company. And uh, one of the women who who is working with me is also a blogger. And I said to her, I was like, how, how do you feel about turning your blog into a podcast? And she thought about it, but she and one of her best friends have been talking about starting a podcast
2: mm.
1: and and he's an A V guy so he could easily do the recording. He knows how to do everything. And I said, Well, let's do it. Network starts now. And that was it. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that was it. I said I need graphics, I need this, I need that. Yep. I will set everything up. I will set up the distribution. I'll have the marketing plan intact. I can take out the clips that needed to spread out everywhere. Uh-huh. Let's get it rolling. So I created um Actually, three other shows of mine. So again, the, the podcast Penetration, which is content on how to podcast.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, then I, I brought the Dating Pool podcast back, which is actually an old show of mine that went along with my books. Um, I took a hiatus from that to reestablish it and brought it back, especially with the third book coming out. Um, and then I decided, since I love politics so much, I mean, I'm a, I'm a political junkie. Like MSNBC <laughs> is streaming in my bedroom while I sleep. Um, all the hearings and debates and testimonies are, you know, they're like my, my toy store. So, um, I think Twitter is sick of seeing me, uh, during those times, but, um, great comments though. Uh, so along with those two shows and drinks with Jess, I developed a 13 episode series and this is a one time series. And what we do is once a month, we cover what happened at the debate. And we're also going to cover like the presidential debates, the vice presidential debate, you know, all the way to election night. So it's like once we established it, it was like 13 episodes in total, which is great because it brings people in and it's exclusive to the network. So it draws people to the network to see other shows that we have. And it's not, you know, so daunting. So I bring, you know, um, friends of mine who are journalists or actually in politics, uh, bring them on to discuss what they've seen and and some of the highlights of of, uh, the debates because many people don't stay up to watch them. Mm.
0: Yeah so you you saw that hey I love Politics and education of of these topics, so that people can be informed, they can be aware, they can be their their greatest possible selves in knowing what what is going on in our world. Right. I think that's something a lot of people have a difficulty with. I know I, I do. I tend to say, "Hey, I'm just going to focus in my zone of of you know becoming my greatest possible self, personal development, and what's going on in the world. I have no idea, but I'm sure it'll all work out."
2: <laughs> I, ha- I, I so have
0: I, to. I love I love that you bring this to people who who may not have necessarily the time or the experience of education to know where do I go for a uh, kind of informed opinion where do I go to get the information in a way that is open is willing to discuss it and share like opinions in a a healthy and constructive way I think that's important especially for politics to have that come come together in a in a cooperative way
1: and it's, it's still, it's actually pretty sassy and entertaining because, you know, I, first of all, I'm never scripted and I fly off the cuff. Uh-huh. So, and my, and my guests that come on with me for that particular show know that about me already. I mean, they've been on the show, like my other shows before.
2: Uh-huh.
1: So, they know how I roll and they know something's going to fly out of my mouth. <laughs> so, it, so it's a way to, to not only be entertained, but but gain some knowledge about, about politics and what's happening during these, you know, especially the the debates, but we do, you know, throw in some of the discussions of what's happening right now, um, just to kind of lead up to, to our commentary, Mm -hmm. but they, they know that it's, you're not going to hear anything like that on a major network. Mm -hmm. I can tell you that. (laughs) <laughs> because they're regulated. So yes. I yeah. have to, um, you know, I have no shame in, in speaking the way Freedom that I speak.
0: Freedom of speech. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's, that's so important though. It's like, again, you know who you are and you're like sharing who you are. And I think that the, the biggest thing is just allowing people to come to the table and have that discussion of whatever their vision is, whatever their mission, their message, that they want to get out to the world and then like giving them that space. I think that, that's so important. <laughs> Absolutely Wow, so with with your network, like what is your, what is your desire with that? What do you want to grow it into? How do you want it to impact the world?
1: Well, so we started with um, the podcast portion of the network, yeah. only because that's what I'm used to. That's what I love producing. I'm, a, I'm an audio geek in that sense, but uh, we will eventually go into whether it's docu series or documentaries, you know something visual as well. I think that there are a lot of stories out there to be told um that not only would be helpful but would be interesting. You know, to to everyone, you know, that that human display of of whether it's fear or joy or happiness or questioning um and I yeah, I think I I think we're we're going to start splitting it off into documentaries or docu series or even, you know, online shows. Hmm you know, to create an an entire network. Like right now, um, especially with our community, YouTube, unfortunately is not being so supportive,
2: um,
1: in kind of behind the scenes ways. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, so I said, well, what if I eventually create that video platform and that would be that, that safe new space Mm -hmm. for people? There's going to be a lot of logistics that go into that, but I'm sure that will be, um, that w- that will be coming up in the near future.
0: It's awesome, but yeah,
1: Great. I just I just wanted to grow. I just want people to to understand that everybody is a human being. Everybody deserves to be acknowledged. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody wants to be accepted, and there is more to people than who they date or what kind of work they do or what kind of degree they have. I mean, it, it, nobody would probably. Believe that, uh, you know, I have my master's degree in linguistics and I speak, Mm. you know, so many different languages and that's what I taught. In my community, you say that you're a teacher, they automatically think you're a phys ed teacher. (laughs) Yeah. Man, I like looking back at it, I kind of wish I was because I love to exercise and I would have been able to go to work in sweatpants every day. (laughs) You know, I'm kind of kicking myself for that decision. That was that was my failed decision. That was my mistake. Where's,
0: where's the time machine, Jess? Let's go back and do it all over again. <laughs> oh
1: no. No, you know what? I I do not need to redo that time. I I, I learned from it while I was there. Have no desire to redo that time.
0: <laughs> well, I love it. I love that like with the years, with the decades, there's experience, there's wisdom that you mm-hmm. get. And I I'm curious, in the next decade, what do you think is the wisdom that you want to receive the most? What what would make the biggest yeah. difference for you if you received a certain type, style, uh, or or essence of wisdom?
1: You know, I wow, that's a that's a large and in charge question there, Chris. <laughs> I uh, wow, I think he stumped me. Uh, in the next decade, geez, I, you know, I I think about it like at the end of. This decade. Now that we're starting a new one at the end of this coming decade, I'll be in my fifties already. So mm. um, maybe, maybe the secrets to not having a midlife crisis uh, <laughs> yes. would be would be pretty advantageous for me. Um, but it's funny because I don't feel as if I'm in my forties. Like I still mm. live my life like I'm in my twenties, except maybe making less errors yeah. and less stupid choices yep. um, that I <laughs> should have avoided. But uh, you know what? I think just in essence for me learning to relax
2: mm.
1: you know is as easygoing as i am i mean in my life i'm because i'm doing so many things i'm a very structured person yeah. i mean i could tell you what time it is by what i'm doing during that part of the day like i know it's 8:14 when i'm coming back from my walk with nacho and don't even have to look at a clock like i am that regiment yeah. you know yeah. um so so for me there's going to be a point where i'm going to have to learn to relax, and with doing that, also learn how to to give up control.
2: Mm.
1: You know for me when when I 'm creating something, that is, and I, I think many of us um, that create are like this, but we we want to be in control of things. we know how we envision it, we know and it it's very hard for us to say, we trust somebody else enough to take this part over and and for me i think that's going to be the biggest lesson because until i can get to that point i'm not going to relax very much which as you get older you kind of need to do yeah yeah and i think your your
0: strength your superpower is creating is being high performance is go 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 is building these masterpieces and right. one person can only accomplish and create so much. So I think it's, it's, so, it's so beautiful that you created this network to help mm-hmm. other people to get their voice out and their message out because you want your life expression to be more than just you. You know, you are one person, you can do a lot and you're like, Hey, I know I get to team up. I get to build the community. I get to empower and Mm -hmm. inspire other people and my team members and people within the network and even the people that they reach ultimately, because you believe in the missions of each of these uh, shows that you're, you're representing and Mm -hmm. are represented by your network. And you're, you're just like spreading your, your love and your, your commitment to these, these people and their missions and in essence you are giving up your power to say i have to do the network or the show or the thing all myself because there has to be people outside of you who are doing their own thing who are working their magic who mm-hmm. are doing it the way that maybe don't necessarily understand or wouldn't have done it that way but you mm-hmm. allow them to be their own you know entity so to speak their own living organism so that they can share their message and i think it's yeah. it's a perfect like evolution of this next 10 years of your life
1: I- I think so. And, you know, I mean, as far as, because I do teach classes on, on how to set up podcasting or advanced podcasting skills and stuff like that. And, and what I love is, you know, after somebody goes through the first class and they're able to launch, you know, their fully developed podcast within like after eight weeks of taking a class, nine weeks of taking a class, you know, you never know what kind of show they're going to produce that maybe. I would be able to bring onto the network and they already have all the skills and how to produce it themselves because many times I do much of the editing and and it's nice when somebody else has that skill because it takes a little bit off my plate. You know, I need time to to travel and and make sure that the message of the network is getting out to the communities all over the nation. Um, So that's, you know this this relinquishment of of power and control is going to have to happen very soon if I'm going to have to get on the road. You know.
0: Well, the tech stuff it's interesting because that's like the the technician role, right? Yeah, but, but I love building, that stuff. Building a company, building a movement, building <laughs> this this enterprise that is a different mindset, right? It's a, it's mm-hmm. going from technician to owner. Mindset and owning mm-hmm. this thing, and not necessarily doing all the all the things, and turning the screwdriver or adjusting the dials or slicing. Oh, but see, the- yeah, I
1: love that part. Though. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so <laughs> it's the- it's very hard for me, but I can always do that with my own show, yeah. which I'm I'm yeah. starting to realize. But you know, it's I I think I what I hope that people learn to understand is. You can have many different interests. Yes. You know, some people say you can only be like, you can either be the owner of a company or you can be the producer or you get, no, you can, you can be it all. You know, you don't have to push aside any of your interests Mm. as far as your endeavor goes. You may have to relinquish a little bit of control, which again is hopefully what I will learn, but that doesn't mean that you have to stop doing all those components that you love.
0: It's to, to manage the priorities and say, hey, maybe I used to do 12 hours straight of audio and video editing. If I love it, cool. I can do an hour two hours a day or a week or whatever. Just like if I, if I love it and it makes me happy, keep doing it. And you might have to delegate the, the lowest priority of that action so that you can focus on those higher priority activities, like communicating the message, mm-hmm. the mission, the vision of the organization, of the enterprise, so that mm-hmm. like marketing, you know, marketing and, and branding, get that out to the world. That's like priority that's, number one to grow.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Ab- Fortunately for me, I mean, I created the network after I already had an audience base, a huge audience yeah, base for, awesome. you know, for four or five years. So it was very easy for me to, to push out the network, yeah. you know, and already have listeners for not only my show, but the others that are included, which is wonderful. And tapping into two audiences that I'm not, um, very well versed on, you know, we just launched a show actually earlier this week that goes towards the gaming community, Ooh. like video games Star Wars. That's totally not my thing. Like it's it's not like I have no interest in, I mean, uh, yes, I, I still like old school Mario brothers and yeah. maybe burger time from back in the day All on right. Atari. <laughs> but other than that, I know absolutely nothing, but there's an entire culture. And, um, the one guy who hosts one of our shows, he actually created it cause he's part of that and he's a live streamer. Awesome. So he created a show for that community because a lot of them are, are very, um, you know, internal people, you know, they're introverts. And he said, a lot of them are actually a part of the LGBT community and they don't feel like they're a part of anything. Like the gaming community is where they feel a part of. So why not merge the two together? And he created a great show. So we just launched it. So it's kind of like, it's nice to kind of dive into an area that I know nothing about. Mm you know,
0: it's, 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 it's curiosity. I think you're, you're driven mm-hmm. as well by curiosity of like, what, what else is there? What other yeah. mechanisms do I need to know about? What other like arts? No, you know what? That's,
1: that's not my thing. No, <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> think so. I don't think so. I mean, I really have no interest in, in learning about it, but I do learn as I listen to the, the episodes as they, you know, as they come up, um, you know, my way, but I think it's more of what other people are seeking solace in other communities that s- still need to be a, feel a part of something bigger than themselves.
0: Hmm. So you take curiosity and interest in something when they don't feel like they belong anywhere and you say, hey, how can we have you belong and feel like you matter and Absolutely. feel like you're, you're a part of something? Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. That's super cool. So I know you wrote... um Books. You're you're in a part of books. Tell us about that that journey and um, what what role did books play in your journey?
1: Um, I guess being a language teacher, you know, for all those years, I always had an interest in writing. Again, it's another form of creativity. <clears throat> and um, so, when I um, ended a, a a long relationship, you know, and I was doing all these studies, I was having a a hard time kind of getting over that hump and and seeing a bright side of things. And so everything that came up in my head, I started writing, whether it was mm. sad thoughts, angry thoughts, you know, questions. And I filled up probably like two or three legal pads. And within that process, which was probably the most interesting part, which led me to the books was, you know, how could this person do this to me? And then I started turning it on myself. Like, wait a minute, I've mm. done this other people. Maybe Mm -hmm. not to this extent, but I've done it too. And realizing that I've done that myself and having to forgive myself for that, I was able to forgive them. Mm -hmm. So actually the first chapter in my first book is all about how to forgive in that situation. And it was pretty powerful and it, it made things a lot easier. And then of course, going into rebuilding yourself and your confidence and, you know, that all came about later. And I kind of pushed that away For a few years. And um, like I said, I I went through uh thyroid cancer at 35. And I came out of that surgery, and the first thing I said was, It it's my time now. Like this is gonna be my life. And so I started writing the first book, which was very healing because it was really that final, you know, shutting of the door and, and moving forward and opening a new one. And I remember having a dream, and I woke up in this dream and I was like, who's going to read this? And I heard this like nagging feeling, like deep down nagging voice. And it was like, somebody out there needs to hear what you have to say. Like whether a million people read it or not, there is someone out there that needs to hear your answers. Mm. And that was the most powerful thing. So once I, once I released the first book, I remember the first email I got, I think was from somebody in Ireland. And, um, and this was probably a week after releasing the book and they said they loved it. And I was like, wow, it already reached somebody there. And then I started getting like emails from people like all over the world. And I was like, you know, this, this is why I did this. It's helping, you know, a lot of people out there kind of go through their, their, uh, you know, psychosis about whatever situation they're, they're having. So, um, yeah. And that was it. I mean, as soon as, as soon as I got that, that response, I knew that I was putting something out there that that other people were questioning as well
2: mm-hmm.
1: and and it just spearheaded from there and i um a friend of mine developed a magazine she asked me to be a writer for the magazine, so which is nice Cause that's my other interest because that way I can you know I do music reviews, film reviews, book reviews i do um you know the the interview pieces. Um, whether it's a celebrity interview piece or something else. And usually I get to coincide this with my show. So I'll bring, for example, uh, you know, I'll bring somebody of of stature on or maybe even a celebrity on Drinks with Jess. And then I say, well, can I utilize this interview and write an article for the magazine? And and it usually works. uh, That way I can kind of, you know, two-time everything and, and manage my time better. So, yeah, the writing, sometimes I slack off. Like I have to feel compelled to write. Uh-huh. I can't have one of those. Okay. From 10 to 11, I write, that's something I can't be structured at. Mm. Um, you know, I don't know if you've ever written um, books or articles, you know, but it's sometimes you just have to feel that need to do it.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I dictated uh, a book driving from Las Vegas to San Diego once. I'm just mm-hmm. like, hey, all right. we're doing it. You <laughs> know, Dictated like, like, 20,000 words or something like that on a four or five Mm -hmm. hour drive. I was just like, let's get it done.
1: (laughs) You know, I tried to use the dictation software. I have no luck, but I can tell you something. I get a great laugh when I read it back Yeah, (laughs) and I see what it actually thinks. I said, uh, that's, that's pretty funny. In fact, I did that in front of one of my classes once. They thought it was hysterical. (laughs) I
0: love it. So you you have a third book coming out uh, in the near future, right? Tell us about that. Yes,
1: yeah, it's, that's going to definitely have to happen in 2020 because it's been a few years. Uh, so that book is going to be called Heart Watch. Uh, so kind of like Market Watch. So what I'm doing is I'm I'm analyzing people's um, people's interest or or their risk or or conservativeness in things like finance and the stock market, um, and comparing that to their, their dating situation or how they choose their mates. Oftentimes we always say people are great at business, but crappy at relationships and vice versa. So it's kind of interesting to see where the two merge. And and back in the day, I actually have a background in finance. So for me, I'm kind of taking that, that basis and that fundamental and, and uh, yeah, just creating this whole new way of, of looking at why we choose what we choose.
0: Mm. How does that relate with your "Be the Voice" podcast network?
1: Uh, well, we'll cover a lot of that stuff on the Dating Pool podcast, which is part of the network. Um, I don't know. That's just that's just another thing that I enjoy doing. Yeah. You know, I'm multifaceted, man. I think everybody <laughs> should be. Never <laughs> just pick one thing. You know. I mean, there's no better way to. You know, I I always say you like destroy the box. Mm. You know, if you if you break those walls down, there's no limit. To everything that you can do and I think you know some I
2: think it's a
0: it's a travesty for someone to go through life like being a label you know mm-hmm. being like this is who I am this is the only thing I am or like the question that is commonly asked at networking events what do you do it's like why are you gonna ask me that stupid question like come on <laughs> Let's
1: ask well, how do, how do you handle networking events because I mean I know what I do I still show up in a black t-shirt and <laughs> I very rarely talk about business at mm. all. But what? How do you? How do you handle the network? Yeah, so I,
0: I say, I say, who are you? What do you stand for? You know, what's important to you? Like, tell me, tell me about you. And so I, I do my best to like open it up with something that's more of a identity level question that's not tied
1: mm. to someone's work. Very nice. Yeah, I love that. Mm. Yeah, I, I like to get to know people. I mean, I, you know, not everything is going to be a, a business transaction. Mm. You know, sometimes it may be somebody that sparks an idea in your head. Yeah. I mean you never know but I I used to be the type of person who I did not like networking events. Mm. But once I started looking at them in a different way like hey I'm talking to somebody interesting. It doesn't even have to be about business. Then I'm good with that. Yeah, so yeah. it's it sometimes you got to change your perception.
0: Yeah. Listen, I'm I listen for the gold nugget of the thing that interests me, you know? Like what mm. what is it about this person that interests them? That I can discover that also interests me. Where do our where do our energies and interests intersect, and how can mm-hmm. we like keep exploring and playing until we find that that place, that juicy spot where we can like create magic.
1: Yeah, and I, you know what? It's it's funny because you learn a lot about just building relationships in general. But what I realized in my books, and I I've said this in in both of them, I believe, but so many people are worried about making that impression. I think networking mm-hmm. events can be that way too. People are scared to go because they want to seem like bigger or more prominent than what they are because yeah. they think that's going to give them some kind of attention. And when you look at relationships, like romantic relationships, people go on a first date and they're like, God, I hope this person likes me. Mm-hmm. How about you turn around and say, I hope I like them. You know, like if you put it where you're in control, it would totally change the dynamic of relationship building.
0: Yeah. Or do I like myself? Who who, yeah. who who do I get to be in this moment so that I enjoy who I'm being? What is my authentic self-expression? What is important to me right now to do, to think about, to show up as so that I'm congruent with me? And that's that's right. like one of the most powerful places that we can come from to be us. Absolutely. Wow. This is great. <laughs> I love this, Jess. So is there any other like aspect of your work that's really important to you that you haven't mentioned yet that you're like man I know that this is something I wanted to get out to the audience today that we haven't yet
1: covered. Um, geez, I you know I don't think so. I mean, I things pop up as they come. I mean, obviously, you know, if anybody out there is interested in podcasting, you know, you can go onto the website. We have plenty of things there for you. Uh, you know, you can even contact me and talk to me about it, but. I mean, you know, I just kind of roll with the punches. Like right now, the, the network is finally flowing like a well-oiled machine only after two months of it launching, wow. which is great. It's awesome. And, you know, me trying to settle down and get a third book written <laughs> is the next venture. But, you know, I I just, I really look forward to seeing what does come along. I mean, mm-hmm. I have my idea and my vision, you know, in a general theme, you know, like I said, the docuseries, documentaries. uh making television making that type of situation but I mean I just I just can't wait to see how it unfolds and I hope everybody out there that's listening and watching this that, you know get excited for the next 10 years because uh, a lot can happen in those 10 years Is I that- would have never thought 10 years ago that I would have two best-selling books a podcast a media network an mm. entire company mm. and write for a magazine like I 10 years ago at 33 years old I would have never seen that coming. What, you know, and I just turned forty three la two weeks ago.
2: Wow! Congrats! It's like, ha- wow. Happy,
0: happy, bel- happy belated birthday! I want Thanks, to man. Ask, what, what kind of podcasts do you want to attract? And and you know, visionaries, messengers, like people with a voice. What kind of people do you want to attract to either help them get onto your network or help them launch their
2: podcast?
1: You know, I there are there are two uh, podcasts that I would really like to see form. Uh, obviously, we have six shows on there now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would like to have like a, a news and uh, political type of show, like, a, a kind of like a meet the press slash, you know, any of the MSNBC shows really sure. only because I, I think it's very important that we look at what's going on in the world, not only nationally, but internationally. I mean, we wake up this morning and we're in Iraq <laughs> attacking Iran mm. uh, on the first day of the new year we're going into like a warlike situation and most people who are waking up are not hearing about that. Mm. You know, you have those, the, those detrimental fires in, in Australia, you know, I'd like people to see what else is going on in the world. So maybe we don't feel so separated and, and so judgmentful judgmental or hateful towards other cultures or other nations. I mean, you know, people could sit here all they want and say, well, we don't like Russia. Well, some of us here in the nation are Russian in our family history. I mean, so you can't, you know, you can't really pass that judgment and we're all linked anyway. You have mm-hmm. all the land, you have all the continents. If you drained all the, it's like a puddle in the street. If you drained the water out of the puddle, there'd be street there. If you drained all the water out of the oceans, we're all on the same land. You know, there is no separation. So I would like to bring about a news and political show that really kind of brings us together rather than rips us apart. Mm -hmm. And at the same time informs us. I also, now that, um, you know, we're, we're here in Philadelphia, excited for Sunday football because Eagles are are the wild card, which we never thought was going to happen this year. (laughs) Um, I would, I would love to do, um, a sports, uh, type of podcast, um, only because I love sports. I, I think there's, you know there's something about that energy when you when you go into a stadium whether it's soccer or football or or uh, basketball and you you see not only that competition factor but also the general respect between two different teams or two different sides i mean obviously if it's not the eagles and the cowboys cuz i don't think there's going to be any respect there <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I would, I would love, you know, anything that, that shows that common interest yeah, and brings people together, not only in an entertaining way, I mean, it doesn't have to be so like straight laced, um, but really in a knowledgeable, let's just, let's just talk about it. Like we're two friends at a table talking about it. Mm-hmm. That's what I like to see.
0: I, I'm curious about that. Cause whenever I've thought about news in the past, I, I felt like there was a, I'm a kind of a negative energy around Mm -hmm. it, like the way that, you know, it is conveyed to in most stations, broadcasting networks, how do you Mm -hmm. make sure that it is, it is not, not a disempowering kind of negative toxic uh, expression of, of, of a network or someone else, someone else's agenda. How do you make sure that it's empowering yet covers the facts?
1: I mean, uh, obviously you know, when you look at major networks or cable networks, there some favor one side over another. Right. I mean, obviously, we see that. You can't really hide from that. We know whose opinion is, is whose. Um, but, you know, I know, for example, I know um, a, a transgender woman who's also an author. Amazing, uh, just amazing in her knowledge of, of history and used to be a journalist, a TV journalist. and. You know, I was very surprised because the first time she came on my show, it turns out she's Republican. And I'm like, what? (laughs) But then she explained to me like the history and she's like, no, I'm not like today's Republican. I'm like Abe Lincoln Republican, you know? And and so I think if, if people saw a lot of those types of interactions, I think they would be a little bit more willing to listen to both sides you know, provided that both sides are coming from a reference of respect and not trying to throw punches, but really looking at it. I mean, this cannot be, you know, a conversation that I hear between my father and his sister who are on different sides of the aisle. And that's like a three hour phone conversation every week that you do not (laughs) want to hear. I I want it to be an informative um, situation Mm. where people can say, all right, well, you know, now that I recognize this, maybe it's not so bad. I mean, think about it. You know, I mean, I am very, um, quick to say that I am liberal. I am a Democrat. I know that, but that doesn't mean I didn't respect or would have been okay with having someone like John McCain in office. Um, Ronald Reagan was a great guy. In fact, even surprisingly, Nixon was actually a great president. You know, I mean, he got caught up in some crap, but essentially, I mean, he, he really did do a lot and, and put a lot of, uh, legislation in motion that we still carry through on today. Hmm. So we can't say that the other side is bad because they're this, you know, again, it's, it's looking past that judgment and that's the type of, of new show I would like to see. I would like to see those common commonalities between two different sides.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think with Being sourced by the people, so to speak, by you, Mm -hmm. by other people who are kind of doing it at the grassroots level because they're passionate about it because they care about, especially with the Be The Voice mission and like, hey, come to the table with respect and share your Mm -hmm. opinion, share your philosophy, your mission, your mission, what's important to you as more grassroots people take a hold of the microphone, so to speak, and share their message on social media, on different platforms, podcasting, YouTube, all that Mm -hmm. great stuff. That's when it will stop being just dominated by one side who's strongly this way and has their agendas, Mm -hmm. or the other side who's the same thing. And it gets back to, hey, we're people wanting to share with other people Mm -hmm. what is going on and what our philosophies are. And I think that's like the best way that we could show up.
1: Absolutely. And what I, what I noticed, uh, no matter what side somebody's on, people are saying, you know, we really need to learn how to be unified, but you can't do that if you're slandering the other side Mm. or throwing comments. You have to, if you want unity, then you have to learn how to respect unity.
2: Mm.
1: And I think that's a big lesson for a lot of people. And and I can say, I mean, I was one who was diehard and my opinion is that, and you are wrong. (laughs) And over the years, even though there are some cases where I still, probably feel like that, which I actually, I know I feel like that and I'm not afraid to admit it, but at least in in order to get to that point for me, I'm trying to be respectful and I, I do contemplate the other side and I do look back again, looking back at people who maybe were opposite of me in certain things that were just good people and tried to do the right thing. You know, if you try to do the right thing. You can't go wrong,
0: right it, it like know? comes back to those basic kind of tenets of being a human being is like treat others as you would like to be treated be like be respectful mm-hmm. you know be a be a good person, and everyone has different ideas of what that means, but if we like really sit with it and i think and meditate on what is it what does it mean to be a good person and mm-hmm. like really sit with that, I think that will give us a lot of clarity to to be guided. Oh, yeah
2: absolutely, yeah.
0: This has been a great conversation, Jess. Let's wrap it up with a final takeaway. Like, what do you really want our audience to get from this interview? What do you want them to take action on, implement, especially in this beautiful new year, beautiful new decade? What do you want to share?
1: I, I, I really want everybody out there who's watching and, and who's going to be listening just to make yourself available and open to whatever comes your way. You know, without judgment, I think that's the hardest thing. We always judge our circumstances, but I really want people to take advantage of all those opportunities and understand that there is value between behind each one, whether it's, um, you know, a new idea for a business or wanting to start a show or maybe wanting to go back to school or doing something that, you know, special for your family, whatever it is, just allow yourself not to even question it. Because I think once we get questions in our head, it's, you know, that's what drives us crazy. And then we don't take action. You know, if it's something that you have a thought of, then that, that thought is already there. You know, it's like thought, word, deed, Mm. you know, once that thought is there, if you say it and do it, you're in alignment, you know, that's how we create and that's how we stay present while we're creating.
2: So beautiful. That is
0: powerful. I love it. This, this creator language, creator mindset that you are sharing with us. Is incredible, and I know people can get even more when they join you on your show and your network, your books. Tell us about how they can get access to that, Jess.
1: Okay, well, you can find both of my books, um, Seeking Her Knowing You and Zero to 90 on Amazon.com. You can also find um, my podcast, Drinks with Jess, at dwjphl.com, or you can go on to Enterprises dot com slash b hyphen the hyphen voice for that show and all the others on the network and you can find all of our shows uh from the uh, the network anywhere you listen to your podcast so iheartradio spotify google play i we're everywhere you have an outlet we're on it
0: <laughs> i love it i love it and i i put your link in the comments i think i spelled it wrong but brannisenterprises.com that's b-r-a-n-a-s-e-n-t-e-r-p-r-i-s-e-s com and it'll be in the show notes it'll be on facebook uh, so go check her out and jess thank you so much for being here and for sharing your wisdom your love your creatorship with us and, and just inspiring us in this brand new freaking year and decade
1: oh yeah man chris same to you have a happy new year and thank you so much for bringing me on i'm honored man i love having this discussion with you and i expect you to come on one of my shows one of these days
0: let's do it let's okay. do it <laughs> i'm on it awesome jess we'll see you soon okay
1: all right sounds good thanks chris
0: from the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas Wisdom and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you are committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, Uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow, and take massive action. Head over to BeYourGPS.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever.